Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here on this final Saturday of 2023. Hope you had a great Christmas and making good plans for the new year as well, or for New Year's celebrations, however you want to. However you want to do it. Hope you uh, got what you were hoping for anyway underneath the uh, underneath the Christmas tree and. New fishing pole, rod, reel, whatever. Some lures, all that good stuff. So hopefully, uh, Santa took care of you uh, uh, last weekend. I get well Monday, whatever. So yeah, you know, hope, hopefully you had a good Christmas. I, mine was pretty good. Spent time with family, and that was a good time. It was always a always a good time. So hope you uh, hope you had the same as well. And certainly want to wish you the best uh, in the coming year as well goodness here we are certainly uh <clears throat> well as we wrap up 2023 you know i guess uh, uh and, and i haven't had a chance this week to to really check but i'm guessing there's probably a little more ice than there was uh, earlier this week um or last weekend anyway when we got together when saw that one goofy guy out on the ice and that was nuts but I'm thinking the ice is, uh, there's a little bit more ice, but of course, you know, it's still kind of sketchy in a lot of places. So definitely be careful if you're, uh, you're heading out, certainly getting some changing conditions here as we, uh, wind down the year as well. Uh, the, the river stage has come up, uh, oh, about a foot or so. And, uh, um, we're sitting at about 6.43 right now in, uh, uh, in the lacrosse area, which, uh, again is about, uh, about a foot or so from actually even the middle of the middle of the week. So, uh, things have, uh, things have picked up water wise. So I, I'm, you know, I'm sure that's going to, uh, affect the ice just a, a little bit. And, uh, now as far as the, uh, the current goes, uh, yeah, it is, uh, definitely that will affect the, the ice. I know that. Uh, so just uh, again, be really careful, especially in currented areas. Uh, man, it is just, uh, um, not something you want to mess with. Um, flow right now is, um, everything is in the 40s and 50s. Uh, and what last week we were in the, what, the mid-teens? So, you know, it's uh, come up a little bit. We're, uh, we're seeing, actually, we're seeing about 34 at Alma. Um, Winona's at 43. Trempolo's at... Uh, about 40, 41, seven at uh, Dresback. Genoa's at 53, six, uh, and Linksville's at, uh, uh, 47, six. So, uh, it's about tripled, a little better than tripled in some places. So yeah, you just want to, uh, uh, you want to be really careful if you're, uh, you're headed out. And, uh, I would imagine by now too, that, uh, um, some of the landings have probably iced up as well. So, uh, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see considerably less boat driving, although you never know. 
You know, there's always those diehard guys that want to get out there on the boat. And um, again, we just haven't seen the really cool temperatures to, uh, uh, you know, at night we have, yes, but during the day it, it just, you know, so. And, and certainly the water temperatures right now are really, uh, uh, have actually bumped up a little bit here from what, uh, uh, what I'm looking at here this morning. So uh, water temperatures are in the uh, uh, mid to upper th- upper 40s, or 30s, pardon me, I'm sorry, uh, mid to upper 30s, forgive me, because um, yeah, everything, uh, Alma's at 38, uh, Dresback and Genoa are at 37, Linksville's at 39, so uh, water temperatures have bumped up a little bit in the last uh, uh, the last several days, so um, not sure how that is going to truly affect fishing, probably not a whole lot, uh, just because again, we're, you know, under that 40 degree mark and it's just not <clears throat> going to change things uh, a whole lot but um probably the the, the water temperatures aren't going to affect things too much it's the the current and the uh, uh higher water i think will shake things up just a, a little bit but uh again if if you're going to be heading and, and uh i've i've seen several stories this week where uh um People have had to be rescued from uh, either falling through the ice or uh, they've been out on good ice that, you know, broke off from shore and that, you know, uh, that that usually happens always a couple times a year at least. And uh, that's uh, that happened again here in, uh, let's see, I know there was a case in Minnesota uh, where that happened. So it's, uh, Again, just you know, weigh the weigh the risks. I mean, you know, it is, and, and as much as I love fishing and getting out there and doing all that stuff, um, I have a, uh, <laughs> I, I I like my own skin. I, I don't feel like uh, uh, taking that that kind of a risk for uh, uh, for a couple of fish. And considering how I fish, it's you know, <clears throat> probably get skunked anyway. So it's just not. Uh, worth the effort to uh, to head out there until you know it's it's safe ice, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little bit uh, a little bit later on in the program here. Now, as uh, you know, as far as the uh, uh, the fishing goes, it's been okay. Uh, I mean, not anything. You know, I think we're just kind of it's just kind of eh. You know, uh, everything. It's just, yeah, I don't, they took a Christmas break too. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, the walleye fishing has been kind of slow. Uh, same for the sauger for that matter. Um, panfish bite has been kind of slow as well. Um, but you know, so if you, I mean, if you can't get in the water and get up to, uh, uh, you know, find some slack water in and around lock and dams, you might, you know, might be able to catch a few walleyes here and there or a sauger or two. Um, but, uh, other than that, it's uh, uh, kind of slow, really. The, the perch bite is, has been okay. Um, again, those are going to be in uh, some of the backwater areas and, uh, you know, uh, probably places where, where there's a little bit more ice and a little better ice that uh, um, you, you might be able to get out on. But uh, other than that, um, it's kind of slow it, it just it, it it just is at the moment here so uh don't really know what to uh 
I guess, tell you for sure as far as uh, um, what you want to do to get out there and, and, you know, give things a try, but um, it's it's just slow. <laughs> um, so maybe you want to just, you know, hold off a week and See how conditions change because I mean it looks you know I mean looking at the the forecast here you know we are going to get some uh, some cooler weather here where you know it's not going to get too much above freezing during the day and certainly uh, dropping down below that at night uh, you know so uh, we will be generating some good ice in the area here you know, over the next several days but um, yeah you know again if you've got some spots in the backwater areas where you know it's uh, relatively safe and uh, yeah you know, I guess give it a try and, and see but uh, again everything I'm, I'm kind of seeing right now is it's just a little slow unfortunately so I wish I had I wish I had better news for you um, you know I wish the conditions were a little bit better although I can't remember for the life of me I can't try to I don't know if I've ever, I don't, I don't recall seeing the water temperatures actually go up <laughs> at the, uh, I, well, I, I guess you can't quite consider this the middle of the uh, ice fishing season, but um, maybe that second, third or something, you know, where, well, we were supposed to have an ice fishing season. I, I just don't recall where the water temperature is, has come up uh, uh, like this, but well, we're just winding out 2023 with another, uh, some more weird weather. So just, uh, you, you never know. But I, again, um, there are a few perch being caught in some of the backwater areas there. Uh, guys catching them on a few, uh, mostly on, on, on minnows, of course, but, uh, and uh, the occasional crappie, um, uh, as well, but. Again, it's uh, it's been just really, really quiet right now. I think you might have better luck um, holding off another week and uh, maybe uh, doing a little trout fishing. You might that might uh, that might be a little bit better for you. You might have a little bit more uh, more luck because it, it certainly doesn't look like we're going to get uh, um, really much in the way of. I mean, we'll get maybe a little dusting here this weekend, but once we get into next week, it's probably going to warm up enough that it'll melt most of that snow off or clear most of it out anyway. And certainly not going to have any, uh, uh, snow. So, you know, for the early season in Wisconsin anyway, and, uh, well, which starts next weekend and then, uh, Minnesota starts here in a couple of days, but, um, certainly, getting to those streams anyway for the early seasons isn't going to be too bad. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that wouldn't, uh, I think that would probably be a, uh, a beneficial, a beneficial thing. But, and again, too, you know, uh, like I said here too, that Minnesota is starting on, uh, Monday through, uh, well, Monday, January 1st through uh, Sunday, April 14th at, uh, you know, long trout streams, uh, designated trout streams, I should say, in uh, in Fillmore, uh, you know, well, Dodge, Fillmore, Goodhue, Houston, uh, Maurer, Olmsted, Wabashaw, and Winona counties. So, um, and then there are also uh, additional catch and release opportunities uh, all winter in uh, Beaver Creek Valley, Forestville, and Whitewater State Parks. 
as well as the uh, the city limits of Chatfield, Lanesboro, Preston, Rushford, and Spring Valley. So you've got some opportunities there to uh, uh, do a little early season trout fishing on, on that side of the river. Of course, uh, Wisconsin's here will start uh, the following Saturday, um, next Saturday anyway, uh, the early catch and release season, um, and that will run through May 3rd. And for that, you have to use all artificial tackle, uh, release trout right away, and you know, obviously you can, once we get past May 4th, then you can keep them, but uh, anyone wishing to, you know, you, you still got to make sure, you know, you still got to have the, the trout stamp, and uh, the one you bought last year anyway is still good through uh, uh, March 31st, um, and then after that, then once you hit April 1st, then you got to get the 24-25 fishing license and trout stamps. So, uh, again, just be, you know, that's, uh, uh, doesn't sound like a, a bad way to spend a, an afternoon doing some trout fishing. And if the, again, if the weather is, you know, I mean, during the day you've got temperatures in the thirties. I mean, that's not, not bad at all to, uh, uh, to do some nice fishing there. So you don't have to wade through a ton of snow or anything at this point. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, yeah, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad thing to do. So just to keep that in mind, it might be, like I said, uh, that might be your better bet as far as, uh, uh, having some success as far as fishing goes at the moment, probably would recommend that, um, as opposed to, uh, uh trying to work out onto the ice and everything. Cause again, it's just, it's, it's just slow out there right now. I hate to say that, and it's kind of disappointing, but, you know, it is, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's what we've got right now. So, but again, give it a try. And, and again, if you're headed out there, be very, very safe. And you don't want to, uh, you don't want to mess around or anything. And, uh, that's not, uh, not, uh, not recommended anyway. Um, cause again, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I'm looking uh, here at the Minnesota DNR site here. Uh, you know, it's saying central to southern portions of Minnesota. Uh, a lot of places that had some ice are now open water. Uh, you know, and they've had to do rescues further up north in Minnesota uh, a couple of times here since uh, the middle of December. And again. Most of the time, you know, by this time, you know, you're able to get out there pretty easily, but, uh, it's, uh, that's not the case at the moment here. And again, here too, they, they do provide some safety guidelines, which are always good to, uh, to think about it and go over. And the other thing too, is, you know, if you're not going to be able to go out this weekend, you know, it's certainly worthwhile to, uh, you know, if you haven't already, uh, you know, you've probably gone over the gear, that gear is all ready to go. Make sure the safety stuff is, is good to go too. Um, you know, if, if you've, uh, you know, you know, wear a life jacket or a uh, float coat out on the ice, uh, and there's a bunch of those on the, the market as well. Always carry ice picks, rope, uh, an ice chisel, or uh, and a tape measure. Uh, take, you know, have that spud along and, and check the ice thickness at regular intervals because uh, conditions can change pretty quickly. You don't have to, you know, there's a lot of like little springs and things like that under some of the ice and, uh, you know, just, uh, be aware of that as well. Uh, and some of these other tips are just 
you know, good common sense things. You know, bring a cell phone along or uh, some kind of personal locator beacon. Uh, cell phones probably the easiest thing. Uh, the other thing too is, uh, and I, I see this a lot with uh, uh, with folks, and uh, you know, it's 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 a little different if you go into a place. You know, if you go someplace where there's a lot of other anglers, but uh, you know, if you're going someplace in a backwater area where there really isn't any traffic or whatever. Take a buddy along, you know, that's the other thing too. Don't go out, uh, uh alone. Um, and also, you know, let somebody know, uh, about your trip plans and, and when you should be returning. Um, and then, you know, obviously when you, you stop and get your, your minnows and whatnot, you know, just ask at the, uh, at the bait shop, whichever one you head to, uh, just ask about the conditions out there. I mean, I, you know, again, there's a lot of open water out there right now, and uh, you know, just find out what the uh, uh, what they're hearing from conditions. Uh, you know, they're uh, besides telling you where you know some of the fish might be biting, they can certainly tell you the uh, uh, the conditions out there as well. And uh, the last one here that uh, I'm seeing on the on the list is a is a good one as well. And uh, we all know kids are uh, super curious, and you got to keep an eye on them. But just make sure that you you know the kids stay away from the ice unless you know there's an adult around and um and this includes you know i mean you know we've got all these sloughs and, and lakes and uh, streams and rivers and whatnot and and uh lots of ponds and you know you might think yeah, well they might think that you know there's ice out there and oh i you know there's ice there i can walk on that well you know even a little kid can fall through the ice and you certainly don't want that kind of tragedy to happen so again just uh, uh just Mostly common sense things, and and just uh, again be aware of your surroundings. Seriously, and again, I, I say this as someone who loves fishing and uh, loves to get out there. You know, no fish is worth dying for. I'm sorry, it's just not. Um, I don't. There's, I, I can't think of a single instance where, uh, no, not even close. You know, and it's not. You know, and the other thing too is is. And I'm just thinking of this, too, because I just saw this story the other day, too, that um, I think it was one of the, it was a station up in the Twin Cities. I think they did, they did a story on the, uh, uh, the divers that have to go in and, and rescue the vehicles. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, an interesting process, not to mention one that's very expensive for, uh, uh, for the uh, driver, not the diver. So that's uh, something also to uh, keep on. And it doesn't... And, and, it might be a, you know, well, any kind of a vehicle, whether it's a, a car, truck, whatever, uh, you know, an ATV, UTV, snowmobile, what have you. Uh, you, you can't leave them down there. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, you got to get them out. So, but anyway, enough here. I Okay, enough parenting here, I guess. Okay, we'll just... Uh, do it that way here, but again, just uh, it just be really safe here. We're uh, it's just I don't know. It's just weird conditions and a weird uh, weird time here. As again, we wind down the year, so be safe and and be well and and you know be smart about heading out. So anyway, I'm going to take a short pause and we'll be back as we continue with WKTY Outdoors. And you are listening to WKTY 95.7 FM, 96.7 FM, and 5.80 AM.
back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 827. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning. Hope you're enjoying the uh, the weekend here and making plans to get on out and at least do a little outdoor recreating. If you can't go fishing anyway, you know, hiking and whatnot. Can't really do any snowmobiling or cross-country skiing. <sighs> Mother Nature is being a bummer. <laughs> Just... <laughs> And I shouldn't, I'm not going to say it anymore because I'll jinx it. And then, you know, next weekend we'll get a, a, you know, a foot and a half of snow. Uh, And that's not my idea of fun. You know, inch here, inch there. I'm good with that. You know, that can work with that. But not when we get uh, big dumps all at once. No, thank you. I'll pass on that. Anyhow, let's, uh, yeah, and again, I know we we can't really do much with the uh, uh, ice fishing uh, situation here at the moment. We just don't have uh, ice in a lot of places. Uh, again, the backwater areas, I think we'll see some, uh, you know, getting some decent ice here in the next several days. So, you know, we're we're getting there, albeit a little slowly. So, um, but one of the things, uh, at least. Something to think about, roll around in your head, maybe make some plans for, um, is certainly um, with the early season here anyway, and, and I still consider this the early season, uh, and you know, even though, yeah, it, you know, theoretically, I suppose we should have been into it for a good month by now, but it's still kind of the early part of the season. I mean, we still got January, February, March, and into there, so we got it. We got a little time yet, uh, but anyway, um, one of the things that I was uh, just kind of you know doing a little research on uh, is uh, you know, and I've talked about this during the summertime as well when uh, I talked about night fishing, uh, you know, as a way to beat the heat and, and less fishing pressure and all of that. Uh, it, it, same kind of holds true for uh, nighttime uh, ice fishing too. Um, and, and when it comes to early season crappie, uh, you know, the, the night bite can be pretty good for, uh, uh, for finding some of them. Um, so, yeah, you get the idea, I mean, you know, get the idea, you just summer, but in reverse, you know, you know, it worked then. So why not now? I mean, considering the fact that obviously it's, it's dark here before five these days, uh, you know, when many of us get done with work. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised more fishermen don't take advantage of it. You know, it's an opportunity. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe if you do, uh, you, you know, if you've got a, a, a shanty or something like that, a little, you know, something, if you have, would have something permanent out on the ice, you know, that's, you know, something you can easily get to. Um, but even if you've got a portable shelter or whatever, it's not that hard to, to drag out there for a few hours and, you know, take advantage of it. Um, certainly there's going to be a, a lot less pressure as there is during the summertime. Um, you know, and, and again, once the ice gets here, you know, you might see one or two here and there. I, I tend to see them up by the, uh, uh, in that little bay by the lock and dam, uh, or north of, or south of the lock and dam, pardon me, on the other side of the uh, interstate bridge in that area of the, uh, of, of the river in there, you, you see them out there and they've got their, uh, they got the Coleman's out there and 
got everything all lit up and usually see, like I said, a, f a few of them out there, um, here and there, you know, and you might even have the place to yourself for that matter. Um, again, there's just really very little fishing pressure. Um, you know, obviously it's going to get a little colder at night to a certain extent, uh, in that, you know, if you've got a, a good heater and, and um, good clothing, you know, you can be comfortable, certainly. Um, you probably, I mean, you've already gotten, you're really not using anything different than what you've got. Um, so if you've got a nice, you know, shelter, a little room or whatever, yeah, have some fun early evening with a couple of buddies, give it a try. I mean, it's, uh, you know, nighttime's the right time for a, a good bite, especially uh, maybe if you're, uh, you know, targeting crappies or, you know, even walleyes for that matter. Um, I'm not going to, you know, if, if you're looking for, say, bluegills and perch, eh, they really aren't going to, you're really not going to do, I, I think, very well with that just simply because they're, uh, they just, they really shut down after dark there. Uh, obviously they can't see the bait as well as, as walleyes can. Um, but you know, I mean, if you can, if you can find the right structure, uh, a nighttime crappie bite can be very productive. And oftentimes, um, from what I've seen anyway, you know, the crappies you do catch tend to be the larger versions, you know, the larger slab versions, which nothing wrong with that. Uh, obviously before you head out, you do need to do a little planning, of course, um, uh, Certainly, uh, make sure the ice conditions are favorable for it. Uh, you know, try and scope out the places that you want to try. You know, during the daytime, obviously, it's going to be much easier to, to uh, scout out places and, and you know make sure places are are safe, uh, if you will, um, during the <coughs> the daytime. Um, easier to you know find your way out there and back and whatnot. Um, if it's a well-frequented place, you know, I'm thinking someplace like Lake on Alaska, for that matter, certain parts of Lake on Alaska, you know, there's shelters when the ice is out there, there's shelters up and things like that might not necessarily be as critical. Um, cause again, the, the, you know, I'm making the presumption that there's safe ice, but yeah, you know, it, you'll have that. Uh, we'll just, we'll go with that. Um, but if you're trying other places, someplace maybe a little off the path, if you will, um, yeah, maybe you know, scope it out during the daytime and, and uh, get the lay of the land and, and see how things uh, uh, look out there. Certainly have all of your <coughs> have all of your emergency stuff ready to go when you head out there. Uh, yeah, you know that already. We just talked about it a few minutes ago. You know, I guess. Anticipate problems, and hopefully you won't be too terribly surprised. Really, I think, for the most part, all you're going to need extra is uh, um, a flashlight or a, a lantern of some kind or another, although you probably should have that with you anyway. Um, if you've got you know, a shanty or a shelter or something like that, you're going to need something to see what's going on. So, If you don't have one, certainly invest in one of those... Uh, Headband lamps that, that keep your hands free. Those are always uh, always nice. And there's a lot of uh, different models out there and different brands that you can take advantage of and uh, work pretty darn well. And 
you know, so it, it's, you've got options there. Um, one suggestion actually said, you know, one of those, uh, uh, at, at least to make sure, you know, to alert people that you're out there, um, is have one of those, uh, flashing bicycle lights. You know, if you've ever seen they're they're red and they just, you know, pulse and, and whatnot, probably not a bad idea if you're going to have one that in, uh, places where there might be snowmobilers or, you know, heading out and about, you, you, you certainly don't want to, uh, uh, set up on the ice in the middle of a snowmobile trail, if you know what I mean. So that's, uh, you know, but again, just make sure, you know, make sure you can see and that maybe people can see you as well. Let's put it that way. That's probably the easiest way to put it. Um, as far as having a light in the shelter, you know, uh, use holiday colors, uh, red and green. Uh, those colors don't tend to spook the fish as, as much as white light uh, when it shines down the hole. Um, and and I've, I've talked about it before, about uh, um, silhouettes on line and, and line lighting up. Some of those, diff- depending on the type of line, uh, you know, if you hit it with a white light, it does tend to, it, it, it will glow, and you can... Uh, see that under the ice in the water too it'll transmit down um so again that's uh, something that uh, um you probably want to avoid as well so red and green are what i would suggest uh, you know a lot of hunters have uh the red lights anyway from uh, uh deer hunting and, and whatnot so um not really a stretch to uh, to have one but again and again uh there are a bunch out there on the market that you can you can buy and um that would uh, would do the trick for you. You do need something with uh, white light, however, uh, something like that anyway, to uh, uh, charge up any glow lures that you might be using as well, just to, uh, as well. And, and again, you can buy those cheap flashlights like that from, uh, uh, I got a bunch at uh, Walmart that I can clip onto a hat or a uh, headband, that kind of thing, and you know, they were a buck a pop. I mean, they, I don't even still get them. I haven't bought in a while, but, um, they work really, really well. Uh, and they're pretty bright. Another thing to, uh, be prepared for, uh, with night fishing is to maybe you might have to move around a little bit more than what you're used to. It's kind of the same during the day though. Uh, you know, if you're not getting hits, go find someplace else to set up shop. Um, this time of year, you know, well, I should, let me put it this way. Uh, Early in the season, anyway, when there's ice, um, you know, the fish are going to be moving around a bit. So maybe, you know, you might want to try fishing a shallow weed line, especially if you're, you know, targeting crappie. Um, those fish are still going to be moving around in search of a meal. So you kind of need to be ready to, to drill several holes in order to find them. Again, if you can, uh, if you've got the opportunity to, uh, uh, drill several holes <clears throat> right at the beginning, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's not a bad thing at all, you know? So, you know, if, if you've got two, three places, you know, go drill those holes right away, get them out of the way. And, and, you know, the noise will spook the fish, but, uh, by the time you get back around to them, they hopefully will have, uh, uh, settled down and, and kind of move back into that particular area there. Um, another couple of key pieces a structure that, uh, you know, you might want to look for besides those weed lines. Uh, and, and again, hopefully you've already scouted them out, uh, either in the open water season or at least, uh, in the daylight with, uh, 
you know, your Vexilar, what have you, uh, is, uh, you know, drop-offs and rock piles. Um, not just necessarily wing dams, but um, rocky structure off the main channel, you know, old pilings, things like that. Um, other places uh, to try are, are, you know, bottom structure that holds the bait fish uh, that walleyes eat. And you can check out the, the drop-offs near points or channel edges or humps. Um, an underwater channel between two rises or humps often is used as a uh, uh, pathway for not only predator fish, but uh, prey as well, uh, and the fish that you want to catch, uh, to move from one location uh, to another. So, you know, that's uh, something else to, uh, to think about. Now, as far as uh, tackle goes, you can go either end of the spectrum and start out either large or small, and uh, the fish will let you know what they prefer. Perhaps start with the you know, small jigs and with a small plastic if you want to go the uh, artificial route, and then moving up, uh, a jigging spoon might be the next thing for you to try. Uh, you may want to first you know, switch out the treble hook with a, a single hook to uh, help hold the bait on, you know, stick a little piece of bait, a, a grub, chunk of minnow, uh, artificial, what have you, and you know, slowly move it into the strike zone. Usually, the first three feet or so off the uh, off the bottom. Um, the trick is to to slowly bring that spoon down there. Uh, don't just drop it and let it fall quickly. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, consider dropping, you know lowering the spoon down to the bottom where it can maybe kick up a little bit of debris and uh, bring it back up again, too. Um, you, know, you know, hungry fish might see that as a, you know, minnow or, or something. Hopefully, we'll uh, uh, think of it as a, a minnow or potential prey uh, pecking around on the bottom and, and hopefully become a, a aggressive towards it. It's certainly curious and then, then aggressive. Um, and if the vertical presentation isn't working, eh, try one of those, uh, you know, maybe try one of those Lindy airplane jigs that spin around as they glide towards the bottom. Uh, tip the jig with a minnow that eh, sometimes a different look will kick off a strike. You never know. Um, certainly with any kind of uh, jig or a spoon that you've, you've got, uh, need to probably have some kind of, of glow uh, sticker, paint, what have you on it, uh, the lure itself. Um, again, just like during fishing during the daylight hours, you need to probably have several colors along, uh, you know, red, yellow, green, blue, whatever, uh, to see what the uh, the fish prefer, and obviously sizes as well. Uh, and, and certainly is during the daytime, um, what the fish want will change from, from day to day, as, as we all know. Um, and, and certainly, too, with night fishing, I, I think another element that uh, is uh, almost as important, um, maybe in the presentation, maybe not necessarily to seal the deal, but uh, you know, just to get them in the area anyway, is uh, having some kind of noise, um, whether it's already built into the jigger spoon and, and Certainly, there are a ton of different lures out there. Uh, Northland's got them. Lindy's got you know the, any kind of uh, 
rattling spoon of anything like that. Uh, or you can add it on, of course, too. Um, you know, and, and that certainly is going to uh, help draw in the fish. Um, and I, I think, again, is, is probably a little bit more critical than, than during the daytime when there's obviously better light. In, well, there actually is light penetration, let's put it that way. Um, so, uh, again, you know, give, give some thought to, uh, you know, a nighttime presentation and, and uh, nighttime trips out there anyway. And, and, again, you don't have to be, I mean, you're not going to be out there all evening, but, you know, certainly a, a few hours after work. Uh, in the early evening, you know, nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. And, and certainly, uh, I think the, the odds are that you're going to find some of the, uh, uh, best spots from the daytime are going to be open and, and waiting for you. And the fish certainly aren't going to be, uh, uh, expecting or, uh, seeing some sort of, you know, crazy fisherman out at, you know, that time of day with, uh, you know, dangling a hook in the water. So, you know, it just, you know, get on out there and, uh, and give it a try again. You know, like I said, it, it, it it's early, you know, five o'clock in the, you know, so even if you get out there then and, and, uh, get to drilling, you can still get, uh, you know, a couple of good hours out there on the, uh, on the ice. And, uh, again, uh, at a time when it's going to be pretty quiet out there, um, Obviously, depending on the weather conditions, of course, but uh, you know, certainly, uh, you're not going to. The fish will not be pressured anywhere near as much as they are during the daytime. So um, that's uh, uh, just something to, to keep in mind too. It's it's certainly uh, uh, certainly an option for uh, for you you uh, uh, to try as well. So it is uh, 8:45. I'm going to take a pause. Back in a moment as WKTY Outdoors continues this morning. On WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 848. I'm Kevin Millar. Thanks for joining me on the show this morning here. Before we get uh, going too much further here, I don't want to forget this. Got one uh, uh, last tip for uh, the year, anyway, from uh, from Tackle Terry Tuma. So here we go. Hi, this is Tackle Terry Tuma. Bring another fishing tip, but due to the questions asked about how do you replace monofilament fluorocarbon line on reels, is uh, something that I think we really need to take a strong look at. First of all, uh, with monofilament or fluorocarbon. Um, uh, line, we should replace it at least once a year. With braided, we do not have to replace it every single year. I do personally use a Berkeley line spooler, which is a very inexpensive um, tool, if you will, to replace lines, especially when you're doing several reels at the same time. And what we want to do is place a filler spooler on the spooler shaft, or you can also use uh, a pencil and have someone hold that pencil. Then you want to tie an overhead knot on the a spool itself or the reel, and then snug that up and then tie another overhand knot and trim off the tag in. And then the line needs to come off the filler spool clockwise and go on the reel in the same direction. And after a few reel handle turns, I'll stop and see if there's any carving. If there's any carving, I'll take the filler spool and turn it in the other direction so it's going on counterclockwise. And what you can also do, too, is if you want to... Uh, 
save a few bucks, you can back uh, fill it with older line or monofilm cheap line, and then also to don't ever overfill or underfill. Usually about an eighth of an inch of the lip is the best. And the biggest factor I really feel is that we do not do is that line must be tight on the reel to prevent line twist. Thank you very much, Terry. And, yeah, you don't want to overfill. That's a uh, a uh, big mess waiting to happen, speaking from experience. So, yeah, make sure, <laughs> yeah, do it right. Uh, you know, so anyhow, moving on, uh, just want to, this, they opened a month ago, but it's just, it's worth a reminder here because, uh, I'd forgotten about it. Uh, and it's also, uh, the also expire here tomorrow or after tomorrow. Anyway, the, uh, um, state park and, and state forest annual admission stickers and trail passes, uh, for Wisconsin. Uh, again, they're currently on sale right now. Um, but yeah, you can get resident and non-resident uh, annual admission stickers available online or uh, at whatever state forest uh, park or property that uh, um, that you go to if they've you know got a window open. Uh, um, so uh, state trail passes are available only at individual properties or at licensed vendors. So uh, again, it's uh, uh, it's well worth it. I mean, really. Uh, the annual admission sticker for a vehicle is twenty-eight bucks in Wisconsin for for Wisconsin residents, thirty-eight for non-residents. Um, if you've got more than one vehicle, it's uh, an additional fifteen fifty uh, for residents and twenty fifty for non-residents. Uh, senior citizens annual sticker is available for thirteen dollars uh, for Wisconsin residents, sixty-five and older. Uh, annual trail passes are twenty-five bucks for uh, residents and non-residents, and both the uh, both uh, 2024 annual vehicle admission stickers and trail passes are um, are valid from the date of purchase through uh, December 20 or December 31st, uh, 2024. So, um, yeah, and, and with that, uh, passes. Um, let's see here. You can get uh, the vehicle admission stickers provide access to more than uh, 60 state parks, forests, and recreation areas across the state. Uh, anywhere in Wisconsin, uh, the annual an annual sticker or a daily admission pass is required on all motor vehicles uh, visiting state parks or recreation areas. Uh, some state forest and trail parking areas also require the uh, annual sticker or uh, daily admission pass. So uh, again, um, for twenty eight bucks, hey, that's a that's a pretty good deal. I've got to get got to get mine. <laughs> I forgot to reorder mine. Um, but uh, again, it's uh, you know, for for what you get, if you spend any time in a uh, uh, one of the the many state parks, and we've certainly got a, a bunch around here, uh, you know, it's you know, well worth the money. You know, enjoy yourself a, a great deal. Whether you know, it doesn't matter if you're you know camping or anything like that. And, you know, even a state trail pass is uh, <clears throat> uh, a good deal, and that's um, required for all people. Uh, age 16 or older, uh, biking, inline skating, uh, horseback riding, cross-country skiing, or uh, uh, off-highway motorcycling on specific state trails. A, a state trail pass is not required for uh, walking or hiking. So, you know, again, the uh, uh, plenty of opportunities there to get out and enjoy the uh, uh, wonderful state parks that, that we've got here in, in Wisconsin. And it's, uh, 
well worth the price of admission. There's no doubt about that. Uh, one other thing here, too, wanna, uh, is uh, um, the next Minnesota DNR um, webinar is going to be focusing on uh, winter animal tracks, which is kind of cool um, for the places that have snow anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, on, uh, on this coming Wednesday on the 3rd, uh, staff from Wolf Ridge Environmental Learning Center are going to be discussing uh, the tracks that animals leave behind in the snow, um, how to interpret the tracks, and, and how, to, uh, how learning to read tracks can improve a, a person's outdoor skills. So uh, just go to the, the Minnesota DNR website and uh, sign up for that one. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you think about all the different types of animals that uh, inhabit, well, I'm thinking Wisconsin, but uh, thinking uh, Minnesota as well, uh, it's, uh, yeah, sounds like a fun, sounds like a fun time. No doubt about it. Okay, got to take a pause and be back in just a moment here to wrap things up for this Saturday. Stick around. Got a few minutes left in the program for the last one for 2023. Back in just a few moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. to WKTY Outdoors. It is uh, coming up on 8.59 and uh, actually about time for me to uh, wind on out of here for this Saturday. So uh, you have yourself a tremendous new year. Uh, hope uh, hopefully your reservation reservations, <laughs> resolutions let's try that. There we go. Let's uh, Hopefully all your resolutions will come to pass and you'll get out and do some good fishing or hunting outdoor recreating it's going to be a good 2024 for that so until next time next year we'll see you then be safe be well get the kids outside teach them the joys of the outdoors and we'll see you next saturday on another edition of wkty outdoors